Hey, Sean. Hey, David. So you've watched TV shows in the past, and don't you love when uh, there's a show that's you're really enjoying, and then it gets to the end of the season, and then you're like, oh, shit, now it's going to be like a year and a half before the next season? Yeah, that happens all the time with Marvel all shows and yeah. all that other stuff. Well, recently, um, I, I found out that to the, sh- the series Schmigadoon had a second season. Did you ever watch it? Yeah, we watched the first like, few episodes. I didn't know that you had access to to that that product because you don't <laughs> like that brand. Well, I we watched season one of Schmigadoon and season one of Mythic Quest uh, on Apple TV because at the time I had like a three month trial or something like that. Um, and then I found out that there was a season two of Schmigadoon and season we we've seen season two of. Uh, Mythic Quest, but there's a third season. And it's been so long since I've watched any of those shows that we watched the first episode of both of these s- series, and I have no clue <laughs> what the hell had happened. And it's kind of frustrating. Yeah, I feel that way about Mythic Quest. I'm afraid to start the third season just because I forget what happened in the second season. But also, that happened with me with Upload. Like, I we like watched the first few episodes when they were released and then we totally forgot. And I'm like, do I want to rewatch them? I know. And you know, it's, it's annoying when you're watching a show on say like Disney plus or something like that. And every single episode has a last time on this episode or the series. Right. And it's like, guys, I literally watched this last week, but I think that it should be law that every single first episode of every new season needs to have a recap of the, previous season most shows do do that except for schmigadoon and <laughs> mythic quest you know what doesn't need a recap though what's that this episode of the scene on screen podcast hey whether it's your favorite tabletop adventure movie or video game we've got you covered welcome to the scene on screen podcast with your host sean and david To further the conversation from the rant, I've got to say, I've been re-watching the original X-Men series on Disney+, and they recap every episode. Sometimes it's like super nonsensical. It's like last time on X-Men, and then it shows you something that happened like five episodes ago, but still like a nice kind of nurturing reminder. And now, I'm... There are a few shows that do that, and they, they reference things that happened like three or four episodes before because whatever's happening in that episode is relevant to what happened a few episodes prior, not the, not the one directly before it. Yep. Which made sense. I, so, I'd, I'd agree. I think um, some more shows need to do it. Um, sometimes it like really takes you on a trip though. Cause they're like previously on this episode and you're like, what happened? Did I fall asleep? And uh, for those who are asking, why are you watching a show from your childhood? A, because I can. B, two episodes is exactly 45 minutes on the treadmill. And C, <laughs> and this is an important one, I want to be ready for X-Men 97. Which the internet is ablaze for because they've reanimated some characters and have removed Rogue's butt. 
So hold on. Yeah, that's what I heard is that that they've that the uh, original series was a little bit more. Uh, I don't promiscuous is not yeah. the right word, but <laughs> do you remember any of the original like series? You know what, Sean? I haven't actually seen it. The, the, impossible. You grew up with Fox Kids. Everybody I, watched this show. No, <laughs> I did not. I actually never really. I never watched the Batman animated series. Uh, I never watched Spider Man. I never watched X Men. Really? Um, yeah, I mean, but the Clone Wars didn't exist. So, what did you watch? Arthur, Magic School Bus. Oh, see, like I, I remember Power Rangers. Th- this is gonna sound really funny, but there was like two to three levels of Saturday morning, right? So. Saturday mornings were for cartoons, but it mm. depended on how depended on how old we were, right? So first you do like the kitty shows, and then I got to experience one Saturday morning first, which was like your recess, your pepper yeah, and yeah, the we weekenders, all that. Yeah, yeah. And then I graduated to Fox Kids. So I got I got some of the violent shows. Like it was mm. like X-Men, Spider-Man, Power Rangers. I really love superheroes though, so I got to watch Batman, all that stuff. And then my brother got to graduate into that. And then my sister. But by the time my sister was hitting that like that age group, she was very big into the the Disney Channel. So she was like Hannah Montana, The Chance, all that stuff. So it was kind of interesting Like when I'm 12 and she's 6. It's very, very different. Our Saturday morning cartoons was, yeah, like Recess, um, Hey Arnold. um, What was of Rugrats? Rugrats was a, an after school show for us. Uh, pair, uh, then Power Rangers was an after school thing. Power Rangers, there's pa- Arthur, there was Arthur, Magic School Bus, Power Rangers, uh, Degrassi Junior High, uh, and then Fringe, and then Seinfeld. Um, but yeah, we never really watched the after like Arthur Recess, Rugrats, all that stuff. It was video game time on the yeah. weekend, especially when you have three other siblings that uh and we're all pretty big gamers well like uh, at least two of my three brothers were were pretty big gamers as well so for the most part it was like if you were up early on saturday you got the tv to play whatever and it was like a wake-up contest yeah so it, it was always the worst when especially when like we rented a game from uh blockbuster or later rogers video um and then just you want to play as much of that game as possible over the weekend before you had to return it. And uh, so, yeah, we'd be up at like 4 a.m. <laughs> to, yeah. to play these games. Now I couldn't even imagine waking. I'd, I'll stay up until 4 a.m. playing a game. But uh, I would I cannot imagine waking up early to play a game anymore. Yeah, me neither. I uh, it's funny because like I always remember like I'll, I'll always think back to like shows that I knew were on before and after school. So before the bus would come in the morning, we'd always be able to watch an episode of Donkey Kong Country on Teletoon. Oh yeah. Cuz that would end at 8:25-ish. You sometimes get to see the last part because you could see the bus pull around the corner and then you'd like haul ass out the door. So you'd be watching the last little bit like in your boots and <laughs> your coat just waiting. Mm-hmm. Um and then it was like the reboots. Pokemon was on after school. So that one was like super important if I didn't have homework. It was like I got to watch Pokemon. Um, 
I'm trying to think Dragon Ball Z, Jackie Chan Adventures, Mummies, uh, Mummies Alive. Those were oh, yeah. big ones on the weekends as well. Yeah, I didn't really like they were kind of on, but I didn't really pay attention to them. Yeah, like, I watched like Canadian anime. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, every so often I'll get in like a nostalgia kick and I'll I'll make my own Saturday morning cartoon run here i still think like so when disney plus came out like when it first launched i thought that they should have a saturday morning uh playlist like a shuffle yeah essentially a shuffle so you select like say you could either select the shows specific shows or you could just be curated for these are shows um that were typically on between like this year and this year kind of thing. And all it did was just would shuffle that. I still think that's like what it should do. It would be a cool little feature that doesn't, that nothing, none of them have that. Hell, most of them don't even have like a, a random option. You know how like game pass has like a, like the what to play button kind of thing. And it will just pick a random game. I swear they, they should have that in (laughs) these streaming services. Yeah. Like a surprise me option. Yeah. Yeah, that, or it's like fun. you've been scrolling for fifteen minutes. <laughs> <laughs> Please stop. It, it's funny because like I remember when we first got Disney Plus, we like watched some Family Channel stuff that we enjoyed, but we never really went to the cartoons or anything. Mm-hmm. And now I'm like, I'm just trying to like have things on in the background. Like I don't mind having like a TV show on while I'm on the treadmill. Like I'm monitoring my thing, doing my workout. Why not watch a cartoon while I'm at it? Right. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's fun. It's different. It's just, it's something I'm doing right now. I could stop at any point in time, like when the series is over, but I won't. And I know it bothers you that it's not me finishing clone wars, but I'm sorry. I, you make it sound like I'm some sort of like crazed lunatic. That's like, you can only watch star Wars. Aren't you? No. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm just disappointed. In no, in you, you love Star Wars too much to be disappointed. Don't give me that. No, no, no. In you, the fact mm-hmm. that you're missing out on on a oh. great a great series. Yeah, we've been uh, we watched on the weekend some Love Is Blind, and I uh, we watched that last week, like the weekend before. We watched more. We finished the series. Man, what a disaster that show is! Oh, that's a show. Yeah, what an okay. absolute. that's a reality show right like a reality tv show that is correct yes and all the all of the people on the show are blind is that no they're all they all watch things they they all like get get involved in dating in like pods it's super weird it's different it's like a take on the bachelor or something like that kind of yeah is that the show where they they have to get engaged but they haven't met the person like ever correct yes what a stupid content concept for Joe. But yeah, like, you, you guys like to watch trash TV, don't you? Every once in a while, yeah. Like I'm trying to, uh, like I'm trying to like collect and finish TV shows, um, especially because like I know I know how little Marvel we're gonna get this year. So like I've I've started curating a list, um, which I'm gonna develop with you and just be like, hey, have you watched this? Because I think it'd, it'd be kind of cool to see what we haven't haven't watched over the year and really explore an adventure through that. I think it'll be a lot of fun. But do you know what's more fun? This episode of the Scene on Screen Podcast. <laughs> However, I went with a few of uh, my, my fellow brewery friends to a wrestling event. 
Rasslin. Went to Rasslin. Off the Rope Studio in Kitchener, Waterloo hosted a wrestling event um, here um, in a theater. It was really cool. They had a, a ring set up. There was lots of really cool wrestlers and characters. And one of the guy who like won was flown out, I believe, from Vegas. But it was honestly, it was so fun to go do something like that. The last time I went to a live wrestling was. Um, Oh, back in high school, I went and saw WWE downtown Guelph in in the hockey arena. And Trish, was it like was it like a legit WWE thing, or was it? Uh, it was like, like one of their tours, the up and comings. Trish Stratus was there, and she had a wardrobe malfunction, and the seventeen year old boy in me loved that. So I seventeen year old boy in you is still holding on to that memory. <laughs> <laughs> it's lived. Rent free in the brain, uh, but um, I, I will say straight up, like um, it was like it was sold out. It was really cool. There was probably two, three hundred people in there, but because it's such like a small, intimate space, and the wrestlers are all chirping the crowd, and you're chirping right back, and like you're getting so involved. There, it was, it was just, it was a great time, and like the wrestlers would react to what you were saying too. There was this one guy, and like. I was talking to one of the wrestlers actually at trivia uh, because they're, they're friends of the brewery. We were having a good time. Um, she's one of the, um, the leaders of the studio. And we were talking about this one character, Bruce. Now, Bruce, um, to explain it to you guys, is um, the equivalent of the sham wow guy. So he is okay. this, he is this guy. He's wearing a blue polo. Oh, he, like he's dressed up like the ShamWow guy. He has a headset. He, he he legitimately wrestles, but he was injured, so he couldn't. But this guy is the best heel I've ever seen live. I'm telling you. The best heel? So in wrestling, there's a face or a heel. Face is good. Heel is bad. This guy oh, okay. had the whole crowd yelling like, fuck you, Bruce. We hate you. You suck, Bruce. And then like, other wrestling matches happen. We're like, we want Bruce back. Bring back Bruce. Wild. This guy had this whole shtick where he was selling people his merch while he was going. He was trying to get like his wrestler, all his stuff. It was awesome. He cared more about the merch table than he did about the fight. And it just, it brought this like dimension and layer of just absolute lunacy and fun. I have not been to a show like that in so long and i'm actually going to another one very soon we're um we're traveling down to their next show in guelph which will be a lot of fun oh that'd be cool yeah it's it's definitely something different i mean the last time i went to anything i like i've never been to a wrestling match um the last time i went to anything kind of sport like that i i one of my friends, like years ago, uh, their sister did roller derby. So uh, that was uh, pretty interesting because, like, some of these these people really got into it. So, like, the, some of them had like all these like you know stick sticks, and uh, they they had personas that they'd play off on and stuff like that, which was uh, which was kind of cool. But uh, you know, I I watched um, y- while you were at a. Uh, a not really a superhero match. <laughs> Rass- they were wrestlers, superheroes. Wrestlers are kind of like modern, like uh, superheroes without superpowers. You know, like uh, they do things that we wouldn't normally 
do or be able to do. But I watched uh, super. What is it called? Superhero movie. You know, like the parody. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because so the other day I saw a clip on Reddit, and I was like, "This looks so familiar," but uh, I couldn't remember what it was. And one of the comments is like, "Oh, this is from superhero movie." I'm like, "Oh my god, I hadn't seen this movie in so long." So I watched that movie, and you know what got me thinking? We haven't had a good parody movie in ages. What's your favorite parody movie? Oh, geez. I don't know. Uh, there was the one with a really long name. It was like the 40-year-old virgin who yeah. kissed Sarah Marshall and <laughs> felt super bad about it. Yeah. That one was like eh, a little bit too much. I mean, like, uh, what was the one... Um, now I can't even think about it because the thing is, they all have the same actors or similar plot, plot points oh, yeah, or like that, like, right? So I'm Batman. They're all very similar. But the superhero movie one was actually like pretty funny in the sense that it's a parody of Spider-Man, but then it's got like a whole bunch of other like superhero tropes in there. But and what's this got? It's got uh, a young Kevin Hart in there before he was like super annoying. Kevin Hart. You don't find Kevin Hart annoying? I do, like no Kevin Kevin Hart is like fine. Um, it's it's funny because like some of those parody movies, like you're talking like your scary movies. Kevin yeah, Hart yeah, was yeah. in one of the funniest clips ever. It was with Anthony Anderson. He's like, you don't wake up dead. You can't go to bed dead. You can't wake yeah. up dead. that thing. Um, the one movie I was thinking about was Disaster Movie. A disaster the, Movie, yeah, that's right. <laughs> the whole end of the movie is they're singing a song called "I'm Fucking Matt Damon." Yeah, man, Disaster it, Movie has a 1.9 on IMDb. Uh, Ron, <laughs> Ron Tomatoes. The critic score is one percent. I mean, like the thing is, is these movies are not designed to be they're obviously not designed to be huge blockbusters. They're literally taking the best of pop culture at the time and making fun of it. Well, I mean, there's a clip here that says disaster movie ending song. I'm fucking Matt Damon. Probably one of the worst movies of all time, but the best ending. Did you see Madam Webb? Did you? Did you? <laughs> uh, they're calling it. Uh, they're, the On the internet, it's being called uh, Morbius Webb. Or, oh my god! Or, or when the when you go to the movie, when you're going to see uh, Madame Web, you're supposed to say it's Morbin time. <laughs> uh, so, are you happy that you didn't see Madame Web when? Uh... Ecstatic! I dodged a bullet. You did. Um, we were we actually legitimately the other day. We're going to use our free tickets and just walk over and go see it. We're like, doesn't matter where we sit. Let's just go make fun of a movie. And we might still do that because we think we can. And we're, we're kind of bummed because, like, we like Dakota Johnson. We don't know enough about the other actresses, to be honest. Uh, we know, from what we're understanding, Sydney Sweeney's kind of, like, the next up-and-coming person. She's kind of, like, in everything right now. Mm-hmm. Um, she's also in that movie, um, Anybody But Him. Um, the other half wants to see that movie. I think we're actually going to see it this weekend. So... That'll be fun. But yeah, um, Marvel as a whole is a problem. And uh, I was looking at the release schedule for this year. Do you know they only have three things on the docket? It's Deadpool. Really? It was Echo. And it's um, Agatha Harkness. That's it. They've got nothing else on the go. 
oh yeah, they're doing that Agatha movie or show, right? It's yeah. a show. It's so, like the sequel to uh, the other one. Um, WandaVision, like, your favorite WandaVision, show. Yeah, yeah. That's why I couldn't remember it. I, I'm I I really wish, like obviously, I wish COVID never happened. What a strange time in our lives. Yeah. Um, speaking of which, four years ago, you and I were on a a guy's weekend where we actually learned about that guy who bought Jay's collection. Saw that in my memories today. That was kind of fun. Um, right next to the <laughs> 17-year-old memory of <laughs> the wrestling malfunction. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> just in there. Um, so I, I was reading today that Marvel... Um, looks like they're trying to more like oh, Snorval, uh, erase <laughs> Kang, right? So yeah, the, um, Ant Man and Quantum Mania, uh, Ant Man and the Wasp, Quantum Mania didn't do as well as they expected, but Kang the Conqueror seemed fairly menacing, right? Mm-hmm. Then you see Loki season two, which, for lack of a better word, made him almost less menacing Jonathan Majors was very good in the role but they also made him he who remains helped co-author the book for um the TVA Mm -hmm. Loki sacrificed himself all that stuff right so they're like what are you doing with Kang it sounds like Marvel made a decision after Ant-Man while all this stuff was happening still they were finishing reshoots with Loki that they were going to move on from Kang anyways. And it sounds like from everything we're learning because of the Fantastic Four, the Secret Wars comic specifically that was used in the Deadpool um, um, trailer that was found in the void, we're looking at potentially Doctor Doom as Marvel's next, next big baddie. Secret Wars, Avengers 1, and or Avengers 4 and 5, all this is stuff. Doc- is Doctor Doom not from X-Men? He's from Fantastic Four. Oh, okay. X-Men, you're thinking of, like, Galactus, probably. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what the thing is? It's disappointing because Kang the Conqueror was actually a pretty interesting, uh, like, villain. Yeah. Um, and I think the concept, uh, that especially what they had um, at the end of Ant-Man and the Wasp, Quantumania, um, with, like, all of the different versions of him. I mean, like, that would have been a really cool, uh, you know, timeline or storyline that they they could have gone through. Especially with, um, you know, like, how they've tried to incorporate a lot of that stuff into things like um, What If and, and whatnot, like, with The Watcher and and all of that stuff. You know, like, they're, they, they, they had a character that kind of existed outside of boundaries of the standard marvel timeline you know like our timeline yeah right so someone who could jump between existences or worlds or or whatever um so it's kind of disappointing that they they are changing that because i think that would have opened up uh, a bunch of different options for like where they could have gone with the, the series or like with the movies and stuff like that. But who knows? It could, it might not have just been a decision based off of financials. It could be that 
they were finding it difficult to come up with a, a storyline that would have a uh, like a, a proper coherent storyline. You know what I mean? When you start going through jumping through different uh, universes and timelines and stuff like that, that's where things get very muddy. And a lot of people kind of, especially with, uh, with Loki, a lot of people kind of lost track of what was going on. And yeah, because like, it was wild. It, it just went all over the place, right? Even with, um, with Avengers, right? When they started kind of doing the time jumping and time travel and all that stuff. Like there's a lot of discussions online where people are like, this doesn't make sense. Or, you know, if they, and then ultimately there was like, oh, well, every time you jumped, it actually just branched off and you're not in the actual timeline that you're in. Like it just causes more confusion for a lot of people. Which so, is why they can bring back both Tony and, um, uh, wow, Steve Rogers anytime they want. Right. right. Yeah. Uh, and you know what? Maybe that's what they need to do to save, uh, save the Marvel universe. So I would argue like as much as I would love to see Downey in there one more time, you can't, you just can't. Like, let Tom Holland, let, shit, just let Tom Holland and Paul Rudd and let them just have the MCU. I think the MCU is dying, like, quite frankly. Um, I think we're back. You know, remember when we were getting, like, I I guess, like, the Spider-Man 1, 2, 3 trilogy, the Fantastic Four, all the X-Men movies. We're Um, fatigued. uh, You know, those movies when they first came out. Remember Spider-Man when that first came out with, uh, what's his face? Oh, when they uh, rebooted it with Garfield and we're like, what the, what happened? Yeah. Right. Uh, but like the original Spider-Man with, uh, what's, oh my God. Toby Maguire. Toby Maguire. Right. When those came out, those were super cool. And we were super excited for the first one, second one and third one. Right. Um, but then eventually they, the movies, it's just like, oh, they're making another X-Men movie. Oh, they're rebooting this. Oh, like Marvel, when they, f- they f- first started with, um, Iron Man and then with Thor and all that stuff, right? Like they were testing the waters to see kind of like where they were going or where they can go with these things. Um, Because yeah, there was a lot of superhero fatigue, but then it got so big and they were doing so much and they added so much stuff that now we're back there. We're, we're back to where we were, you know, 20 years ago when it's like, Oh, they're making another superhero movie. You know, like, oh, the last one wasn't very good, so we're going to go in with low expectations, right? All right. So after Endgame, what stands out to you? There's been, like, seven movies released. What movie stood out? Like, what's, what movie stood out to you? I can maybe think of three, two? Um, Thor Ragnarok. That was before Endgame. Was it? Yep. Oh, well, then, I don't know. Because Ragnarok to... happened, and then it was bring me Thanos and Stormbreaker. Yep. Oh, um, I believe. Yeah, Thor geez. Ragnarok happened before Endgame because the Hulk was the Hulk again. Okay. Uh, hold on. Yeah. Cause... So we had Spider-Man: Far From Home, right? Came out afterwards. Infinity War opens up at the end of Ragnarok. And um, Bruce Banner gets oh, thrown down to the sanctum. That's right. Yeah, that's right. Um, okay, so at, we're talking about after Endgame? Yeah. I've got um, Spider-Man Far From Home in my head. 
Actually, there's yeah, two Spider-Man I mean, movies the, that happened. Both the Spider-Man movies. I mean, and, those out of out of all of the movies that had come out, really, the two Spider-Man movies were the the top ones that I think people were excited for. Every doesn't matter how old you are, everyone loves Spider-Man. Uh, and then I think Shang Chi was yeah, was, uh, was pretty good, and then uh, Black Panther: Wakanda Forever was phenomenal. Guardians of the Galaxy three was amazing, but and it's been alluded to already that we're getting the legendary Star Lord as a, its own movie. Oh yeah, cool. Which means they could bring back maybe Mantis because that's like his sister. All the other Guardians are gone. Rocket and Groot could come back, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, what didn't stand out to you? Now, in all fairness, and I preface this, we are planning on watching the Marvels. We didn't go to theaters for it. Um, we've also cut back a lot on going to the movies because there's a lot of superhero fatigue um, in our household right now. So, like, we're we're trying not to just go to the movie theater anytime there's a superhero movie. Um, I think the next one that we're really plan like we're super excited to go to is like Ghostbusters, which is in June. You know what helps with um with that? You should move two and a half hours away from the nearest theater. <laughs> then when you go to the movies, it has to be strategically planned. No, I like and living across really a parking lot from a movie theater like <laughs> like I have for the last nine years. Yeah. Um with that being said though, Eternals was a flop. Thor Love and Thunder was a flop. Shang-Chi, what have they really done with it? Nothing really? No, I, I feel like sucked. I feel like with Shang-Chi, we're going to get more in like the Avengers type movies, you know what I mean? Like where it's not just a singular storyline. It's like how can you put that character into a movie for someone else? You didn't like Ant-Man, the uh, Quantumania one? I thought it was like a six and a half, seven out of ten, maybe. Like I thought it was like enjoyable because I don't think it really took itself too seriously. Um I mean, in the grand scheme of things, it's hard to care about the outcome of that movie when it happened in the quantum verse, so like super, super, super tiny. Yeah. And, uh, like, the more I think about it, like, even Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness, probably the biggest disappointment out of them all. And it it had the most potential. It had John Krasinski and Professor Xavier. Mm -hmm. Right? Like, I saw that one in theaters. And I wonder if that one, if the because that one did so poorly, if that's why we don't have John Krasinski as Mr. Fantastic. I don't think that has anything to do with it. I think it's... Marvel doesn't want to do what the fan wants. And if you also look at Marvel's slate recently, their TV shows have been less than spectacular. Like, don't get me wrong. You and I had very different opinions on the TV shows. I loved WandaVision. I thought Captain America and the the Winter Soldier, or um, Falcon and the Winter Soldier, was pretty good. I I thought that one was pretty good. I like Moon Knight. She-Hulk, we enjoyed. Loki was good. Um, the Marvels wasn't great, but I thought it was too childish for me. Um, Did you finish the Mar- uh, Miss Marvel? Miss Marvel's the movie. Oh no, no, no Miss Marvel, Marvel is Miss Marvel's the, sh- the series. We tried, we couldn't do it. it was See, just... I got, I watched like three episodes, and I'm like, I feel like I'm watching like a Disney Channel I, show. I, I got more out of her backstory. In the uh, the now defunct Avengers game, which you can only play if you have it on physical, because you can't download it anymore. If you can only play it if you find a physical copy, 
Well, like you can, if you own the license for it, you can still yeah. download it. But yeah, but yeah. So like Marvel, hopefully they figure this stuff out. I would like to see two patties going forward. I wouldn't mind a Doctor Doom like setting off the Avengers and being an Avengers level threat, kind of like the cartoons, and maybe like bring in. Um, oh my! What's the um, the water god named? Oh geez, uh, yeah, Atuma. Bring yeah. in Atuma. Have that kind of like take from Wakanda forever, and then give the MCU to Shang Chi, Spider Man, and Captain Marvel. They need to have some. I guess that's what probably what they'll do with Secret Wars, right? That um, and I is, think the is, Young Avengers are coming. Uh, yeah. Well, sorry. So they have Secret Wars is coming out. Avengers five. Uh, yeah. I don't know unless Captain America: Brave New World that's coming out in February of twenty twenty five. Unless that movie is what they start to rebuild the Avengers. I think it's going to be like a recruiting effort. But when's Thunderbolts come out? That's on the slate for next year too, right? Thunderbolts comes out in May. Yeah, so it's going to be that. And then like you're going to have the White Widow or Florence Pugh's character there, um, Yelena, um, leading that. And like Agent 43, I think his name was, or Agent 42. So they're going to be in that movie. I think you're going to see Kate Bishop in that movie as well. See, Marvel has all these young actors that they want to use. They have these people from Madam Web that they could have used if they were smart, but they didn't. Um, you have the the ability to bring in Tom Hardy as Venom to kind of combat Spider-Man in a movie because Sony loves to, to make money where they can't. Mm-hmm. Um, I would like to see personally, especially with Daredevil Reborn again, I would like to see Kingpin become a movie villain and also take on Spider-Man like in the cartoons, like in yeah. across the, um, across the Spider-Verse. What's the first one called? Uh, Welcome to the Spider-Verse? No. Uh, Miles Morales, know. the Spider-Verse. Or so. Enter the Spider-Verse. That's the one. Um, that's what I would like to see. I'd like to see Kingpin in there. That would be cool. That would be a hard villain for Spidey to take on. And you can have Scorpion or something in there as well. Just something different. Shang-Chi, you can have him kind of like combat the Ten Rings again because it's more of a society. You have all these options. And they're just like, okay, Doctor Doom. No, that's why you're bringing in the Fantastic Four to set up the Doctor Doom. Right? That you're having Secret Wars. Deadpool normally takes on X-Men villains. What are you going to have him do? Take on... Doctor Doom, sure, cool, mm-hmm. but like the last time we had a really good um, kind of crossover start was Civil War, and then they kind of walked that back, walked it away. I just I would like to see more of the characters what that we have, and go back to classic villains that exist. Right? You could have even the Hunter. I think that's part of the problem is that they're they're picking villains that either are like kind of obscure or not well known or trying to find something that can have a a wider reach in the bigger picture right rather than just having that simple this is the villain for this movie yeah like spider-man homecoming right the falcon was it the falcon mysterio oh wait no, no it was vulture 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 right that is a villain for that movie 
there was no no need to have it be a a, a character that is going to span a trilogy of movies or something like that. No, this was the problem for that character or, or for that superhero at that time. Well, Iron Man did that with Ironmonger, Whiplash. Um, who did Sam... What was Sam Rockwell's character's name? Uh, something... Was uh, he? Uh, Justin Hammer and the oh, Hammer yeah. Droids. Yeah. And like that was also the Ten Rings, right? Because they, they said it was the Mandarin, which they took a Shang-Chi character that they could have used... Which also mm-hmm. pissed me off, but yeah. I digress. You know what movie I'm really excited for? Is it something Nintendo related? <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> just, just before we go Nintendo, I'm really excited for the Blade movie, which got pushed to 2025. I know, I'm disappointed. I really hope that Wesley Snipe makes uh, some sort of appearance in there because, I mean, he is he is Blade. Um, I remember when Blade. Th- Blade Three or Blade Trinity Trinity came out. Um, we went to boozing nice. and then <laughs> went to the movie. It was a good time. Didn't they hint at the end of the Eternals that um, Kit Harrington's character, the Black Knight, was going to be part of um, Dune or um, Blade, not Dune? I uh, honestly, I'm not sure. Eternals. I... Eternals was such a cool concept that they just fucked up. Yeah, and like what happened to the celestial just sticking his hand out of the earth? How come nobody's talked about it? I know. Come on, guys. Yeah, it's dumb. You know, it wasn't dumb though. Nah, this is kind of dumb too. But yeah, uh, it was kind of dumb. Nintendo, <laughs> Nintendo had a uh, uh, developer showcase, uh, partner the, showcase, or a partner showcase. Same thing. Yeah. Oh, developer showcase is the Xbox version of it. And somebody accidentally leaked out the Pokemon showcase for next week. Yeah, which well, is which we can speculate after, but yeah. the, ti- the titles that I saw, I wouldn't be surprised because I was already speculating these things on a previous show here. So let's uh, let's get to it. So um, to nobody's surprise, Nintendo did exactly what we thought they were going to do. They announced the Switch too. Just kidding, they didn't. <laughs> now, now that's the one thing that. <laughs> bothered me about this week because we were like we're getting a nintendo direct and then we found out a day later that it was a partner direct and we're like what is a partner direct what are we doing because we all know that nintendo is no longer doing first party games for the switch or their the release slate for the switch one after peach is no longer going to be first party games it's going to be partner games only that's what they've alluded to for a while they said mm-hmm. Breath of the Wild 2 was going to be the last, not Breath of the Wild, Tears of the Kingdom was going to be like the last major AAA game. And then they're like, just kidding, we have Peach, we hope this sells. Let's go, let's make this happen. So going into this partner showcase, you can already just be like, okay, so this is going to be a ton of remakes and not a lot of new content. Cool. That's the one thing the Switch excels in and will succeed in forever. The fact yeah. that they prey on your nostalgia they depend on your nostalgia loving money to to build out their library and especially it's fucking great especially at this point in the switch's life cycle right because uh technology has advanced significantly in video games over the last seven years not right watching this showcase it didn't <laughs> so but <laughs> the thing is is 
it, new games, they need more powerful hardware, right? So that's why they're, if you want like the, the latest and greatest, you're going to be getting them on the PlayStation 5 or the Xbox Series X. Nintendo is kind of stuck to almost like last gen games uh, or remakes or remasters. Um, kind of like, you remember how like the, the DS or the 3DS um, later on, like a lot of the games were still like pixel, pixel art and kind of like 2D, 2D yeah. style games. Oh, I think that's kind of like where we're at with the, with the Nintendo switch. But they they started off with I'm um, actually Hold no on, surprise. Be- oh. I was going to say before <laughs> before you go to the list, the last thing I wanted to talk about because we're not going to complain about there's no Switch Two yet is we know a Pokemon Direct is coming next week. That's that's happening, and then there's rumors that there's going to be one more Direct before Peach drops, and I think that's when we're gonna. We're going to see the shoe drop and be like, by the way, we're also announcing new hardware for September or October. It's about a six-month window. Makes a ton of sense to get pre-orders. It would line up with the the Game Shark rumor that was out there where they released oh, yeah, the date true. by accident. That, but then there the was thing. also some some leaks or some rumors that um, developers have been pushed have mentioned that uh, the games that they are apparently working on for the switch two have been are being delayed due to decisions or choices outside of their control to 2025 so i don't know it's uh if they push back a launch for this it's suicide you can't go into a christmas season with no massive titles you have your two yeah longest running um recurring dlc games are now no longer supported you have no more Smash Brothers content coming, and you have no more Mario Kart content coming. You guys, I guess you could release four maps or eight maps and just remember that we're all stupid. Sure, but you, you can't. Those those games were literally pumping, pumping money into mm-hmm. your into your your system. Right. The smart thing for them to do would be finish Odyssey two, which is what we all want. Give us another Mario Party and another Mario Kart, and let us simmer for the holidays. That's what we want. Anyways, yeah, David, you are right. So to nobody's surprise, the first thing Nintendo does is they're like, <laughs> guys, remember when Microsoft had all that shit last week? We got all those games. <laughs> I, and I think, I think partly this Direct was uh, in response to Microsoft's... Uh, announcements or whatever or whatever they you want to call that um and i'm kind of surprised that they didn't make a bigger deal about this um so they started off with a trailer for grounded coming out on the nintendo switch and this is the first time in the history of anything that a exclusive game for another console uh is has been announced on uh, a Nintendo platform. What are you talking about? Deathloop was exclusive on PlayStation for a whole five minutes. <laughs> yeah, well, <laughs> this one this one wasn't uh, exclusive due to an acquisition of the company. <laughs> Microsoft, uh, just like, gotcha, bitch. Um, so yeah, they started off with a trailer for Grounded, um, which again we we talked about this last week. 
I think this is a good move for Microsoft. It just opens up more um, larger player base to uh, th- these games. Now, if you look at the trailer, though, it looks so shitty. It looks like garbage, right? So, yeah, it looks it's like great. the beta. I swear, I thought I was watching beta footage again. It just looks, yeah, it just looks like an unfinished game because the graphics are just so dumbed down like it's it's actually kind of people who only have a nintendo switch you guys are missing out on so much (laughs) when it comes to some of these games because uh i know people say oh it's not about the gameplay or it's not about graphics and all that stuff but sometimes it is you know uh when the trailer shows frame rate drops (laughs) You know that the game but is going to run. That's like... a Nintendo pandemic or epidemic. That's <laughs> that's that's known for Nintendo. Never releases game trailers that are edited to confuse fans. They just they're like, you know what? What you see is what you get. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Um, they also showed off Pentiment, which is impossible to fuck up because it's a hand drawn game that I've watched the trailer more in the last two weeks than I think I ever recall remembering. I know because <laughs> it's the funny thing is that I had. I thought I this was it. a completely different game. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I'm just kind of, it's weird that they pick this game to now, go cross platform. I will say if you have a Switch and you're interested in Grounded, don't take our, our ripping of its graphics. I know handheld 720p is probably going to look fine. Probably going to look fine. TV Grounded might be a little bit tough. But the the I like I had a invite into the alpha, so I got to play it before David got to play it. And then we got to we both played the beta together as well. Um, it's a lot of fun, and now that the game's complete, you actually get to do more and more things. It if you are of our age, it is everything you ever thought Honey I Shrunk the Kids would be in a video game form, and that's the best way I could possibly say the game went. Like that scene with the ant while they're in the grass, mm-hmm. literally that movie. I mean, like I, I feel like we should. It's been a while since we last played it. I feel like we should revisit some of these games. Why don't we do a stream with Grounded or something sure. like that? Um, actually, the next game that they showed off, or one of the next games they showed off, the list I've got is out of order. But um, it was one that actually kind of reminded me of video stores, which is funny because you brought it up earlier. Super Monkey Ball. I remember the first time we ever rented Super Monkey Ball, and I thought it was the coolest game ever. I was like, this, like, it was just a puzzle that was super frustrating. It was fast. Mm-hmm. It was fun. It was unique. We're getting a new Super Monkey Ball game, and uh, that's cool. If you have never played Super Monkey Ball and you like puzzles, this game is 1000% for you. And it's not even just a puzzle, like, it's, it's like a, it's a race. It's a puzzler because there's certain ways they have to, to go about it. But then also, you know, like for people who don't know what this game is, you know, everyone's seen the, the it's the wooden box with the maze on it and you have to rotate, tilt it. And there's that metal ball and Labyrinth. you have to get it. It's called, is it? That's what it's called. Yeah, it's Labyrinth? called Labyrinth. So it's essentially that in video game form. And these are monkeys that are in uh, little balls. Monkey balls. <laughs> They're monkey balls. It's a lot of fun. I remember playing Monkey Ball. What is this? Monkey Ball on the GameCube, which was Monkey Ball, or I guess it's just Super Monkey Ball and then Super Monkey Ball 2. Um, 
so yeah, we're getting a new Super Monkey Ball game, which is freaking sweet. Um, Big announcement, because I think it's long overdue that this game has hit Nintendo, but they're giving the Battlefront Classic Collection to the Switch. Now, um, subsequent to this announcement, it was also announced this would be going to the PlayStation 5 with Battlefront 2. Now, hold on to your butts, because Battlefront 2... If you didn't already have it, you can now play it on PlayStation, or you can play it on Xbox, like us, who already have it. Um, what? You know, this Battle, is... Battlefront 2 is going to PlayStation 5 as well. Okay, no, so you, I think you're confused. No, this is the, you're confused. This is the Battlefront Classic Collection, so... Yes. You're thinking of EA's Battlefront. Yes. But the Battlefront is... Classic for PS4 and PS5 features are revealed. Oh, it's the same game. It's not Battlefront 2. <laughs> I miss... No, it says here. It says okay. classic games and bonus games included. Star Wars Battlefront Classic, including bonus map Jabba's Palace. Star Wars 2, or Star Wars Battlefront 2, includes bonus maps Bespin, Cloud City, um, Renvar, Citadel, and The Harbor. It includes bonus heroes uh, Ventress and Kid Fisto. Yes, that's, okay. That's so Battlefront 2, is it not? This is... So... <laughs> yes and no. It's like how Modern Warfare... There was Modern Warfare, and then they remade the game like Do not, 10 years later. So I got all excited about Battlefront 2, and it's not <laughs> even the right Battlefront 2? No, actually, it's the better. So this is the classic Star Wars Battlefront. This is made by Lucas LucasArts. These ones were... Did you play Battlefield 2? Battlefield 2? Yeah. The one before all the really super destructive environments? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So this is based off of that kind of mechanic uh these are some of the best uh like large scale shooters like in star wars um so these are the classic ones the one that came out like 2003 and then 2005 i think it was you're thinking of ea's battlefront the gambling addiction problem one yeah, you're thinking of the updated ones. Well, then, so these are fuck these are old. No, no, man. Okay, I think I think we should get this and then and then play. It. This oh. is, this will be a lot of fun. Do I have to play uh, it on my Switch or can I play it on something with stable internet? Oh, I'm gonna get it on my Xbox. <laughs> <laughs> I'm definitely buying it on Xbox. This is something that I think is long overdue. Um, the servers on PC, like, I mean, the, the servers have been shut down on the original games for a while. Um, you have to actually play on like modded, like, uh, custom servers on PC. Um, actually on steam, you can buy it. And if you own, if you own the classic, um, you actually get a discount, for for owning it loyalty discount so you can get it for 20 percent off instead of the typical 10 that's going on right now but uh i don't know I, I, a lot of people are excited for this one um, i was super I, excited and then i realized <laughs> i was wrong did you know did the 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 drop in graphics not or did so, you just think it's because it was on the nintendo <laughs> switch it looked like it was from 2004 full, full transparency <laughs> i only saw the battlefront one part for the switch i was like that tracks it's an older game and then i was like i was telling my other half i was like man battlefront 2 was great until nobody played it because like the worlds were big it looked good you got to like spend all your cards to try and get yoda mm-hmm. that kind of shit but moving along 
um, classic game, classic rare games joined Nintendo Switch Online, including Killer Instinct, Battle Toads, Battle Maniacs, and um, Blast Corps. Now, David and I were talking about this pre-show. We laughed because we both saw that R for Rareware come up, and it was just rotating. And both of us immediately thought Donkey Kong. And then I like I paused and kind of thought it was going to be Perfect Dark based off the gray beside it. Mm-hmm. And I I felt like a classic bait and switch. I was like, Nintendo Switch Online kind of blows now. It's not giving me any games I want. I want to play games that I like. Like, I want to use my Nintendo 64 controller for good stuff so bad. And I've already beat Goldeneye. Uh, you know, it makes it makes N sixty four games playable, um, but at the same time, is there's like there's not a lot of games on there that I'm just like, oh, I need to play this, right? Um, it's unfortunate that uh, that well, I mean, certain games you don't really need the N sixty four controller to play, right? Like uh, Paper Mario and stuff like that, which is fine to play in handheld, but uh, a lot of the other ones, like you definitely need uh, the N sixty four controller to play it um and again like we want i want perfect dark i want donkey kong because i've never played donkey kong and i know that you would you would love donkey kong it's honestly still one of the greatest 64 games ever it's just i feel like they just i i I would really love to be a fly on the wall in the decision making (laughs) process on what they how they decide what games to put out on their virtual console. My guess is some of the rareware titles that we want cost way too much to port. And we're talking Donkey Kong. We're talking Banjo-Kazooie 1 through 800. Those games are going to cost. Perfect Dark? Perfect Dark was a technical marvel at the time. Mm -hmm. So was Donkey Kong. They needed RAM. Like, extend the RAM of the Nintendo 64 in order Mm -hmm. to, to play these games. Um, but we could talk about this time and time again. Next game that came out or that they showed off actually blew my mind. And I I was kind of excited for it, which is odd. Um, mainly because I played this game a lot when I had my Wii. Uh, I might still own it. I might have it kicking around. I think I had it digitally, so I don't know. if I can't remember. Anyways, they showed off Epic Mickey Rebrush, which is a remake of the 2010 Wii exclusive. Mm-hmm. Did you ever play this game? Um, I played Epic Mickey 2 on uh, Wii U, but I never played the first one. With the Wii U, did you play it with the Nunchuck and Wii remote, or did you play it with the tablet? Uh, with the tablet. So, what made Epic Mickey so epic was the fact that your right hand, or left-handed, depending on how you chose to play, was your paintbrush. You controlled all your movement with your Nunchuck, and your paintbrush controlled the narrative of the game. We've seen other games like that, including Super Mario Odyssey, that gives you the opportunity to play with your two Joy-Cons, or you could play with the Pro Controller. You had options. Um, Legend of Zelda, Skyward Sword, and uh, what was the other one that was on the Switch? Or the Wii. Skyward Sword, and there was another one, but a lot of the similar movements. Skyward Sword was the one that you could use in Nunchuck and make like the the, the bow and arrow and all mm-hmm. that other stuff. Mm-hmm. This game, if they port it with controllers that utilize Joy-Cons correctly, this is a can't-miss remake. I'm saying that I had a lot of fun playing this game. I remember playing this game with some people. 
actually who I lived with when the game came out originally, this game just seemed different. It was, I, I think, near the end of the Wii life cycle too, which was why it was, I think, a technical marvel for them mm-hmm. at the time. But you're literally Mickey fighting your way through a land and your paintbrush is your weapon. You have to like color the world. Phenomenal game. It's it's one of those games where you'd look at it and you'd like, um, oh, Disney Adventure, that's so stupid. Or Disney Speedstorm, which was actually awful. Um, I know She Who Shall Not Be Named still plays Dreamlight Valley. Great, yeah. great Disney game. This game is right there with it. I honestly cannot say enough good things about the way this game was designed. It's up there with like the Kingdom Hearts level of Disney playability. Mm-hmm. And you know what? Like, uh, if you watch some of the comparison videos between the announcement and the gameplay for the Switch versus like the original, I feel like I, I know we bash Nintendo a lot on the remakes and stuff like that. Um, but like you said, this was a Wii exclusive, and yes, we know the Wii sold billions of consoles. But this game came out near the end of the Wii's life cycle, um, and I don't know if it got as much um exposure as it probably should have um but if you if you watch the con- the comparison videos between the two uh this looks like it's a game that could have released on the switch to begin with right like with the updated graphics and stuff like that and i feel like it it doesn't take away from what makes this game visually appealing it just improves on it um and i think definitely people are going to uh, i think this is going to sell a lot i i think people would really uh like this game i feel like uh this is something that even people who aren't huge platform gamers but if you like disney you're going to want to pick it up and try it out for sure i i agree and um I think a lot of it is going to depend solely on control scheme. Yeah. What's next? Uh, they, they did show Shin Megami Tensei five. Uh, I don't know. This is an RPG. I think, uh, I never played it. Um, they did talk about, I mean, they finished off with <laughs> the most annoying thing about this Nintendo switch, uh, or this Nintendo, presentation was at the very end they said oh we have two more special announcements right the first one was the rare thing the nintendo uh um virtual console online stuff and then they showed off endless ocean luminous and it's like oh okay this is a scuba diving game uh it originally came out on the wii as well um but okay, like, they made such a big deal about it. And, again, this is another game that you can literally see the frame rate drop in majority of this video. It does not, like, it's amazing this game ran on the Wii um, because it can barely run on the Switch. Yeah, the um, the comparison, so I was trying to figure out what this kind of reminded me of, and I was like, I think there was a demo back in, like, Windows... 95 days where it was like an ocean exploring game like this. And then my other half was like, oh my God, do you know what this reminds me of? I was like, what? And there was a Barbie ocean adventure game. Yeah, really? 
that was like off a cereal box or something where Barbie would swim around the ocean. She was like, this is the same game. I was like, that's all I needed to know. It probably is. <laughs> they just um, reused assets. The next one made me sad. South Park Snow Day. Why did it make you sad? You like South Park. I do. And I've played both the Fractured Butthole and the Stick of Truth. Both phenomenal games. I hate that they changed the art style, which I've said previously. And I hate even more how much it looks like a Nintendo 64 game on the Switch. It looks so atrocious compared to the the release trailers for Xbox and PlayStation. Why, guys? Why dumb things down this badly? It looks like... It looks like a game that someone has made using cracked versions of Maya and 3D Studio Max at home in their basement. It doesn't look like something that like an actual capable game studio has made. It looks like they wanted in on the party because there's adults that are going to play this game. And though, okay, like if if it runs smooth, I'm okay. But I have this slight feeling that it's going to be shit. Yeah, probably. Uh, <laughs> they released... Uh, this one actually was kind of interesting. This is, I think, the second the second game that they showed off. It's called Ender Mag- Mangolia, Bloom in the Mist. Um, it's a sequel to another game that I have never played. But it's like a, I don't know, it's it's like a dark kind of creepy side-scrolling platformer. And uh, I guess like the world was just, well, not, not really destroyed, but like too much magic happened. And then people went to a safe area and now you're exploring the nether worlds or something like that. I don't know. It looks kind of interesting. Is it, was it, this was the 2D stro- scroller, right? Yeah, yeah. And uh, I mean, like it has like the character, like the main character that you're playing as has that typical like anime style character look. But the artwork of the world and like the enemies and stuff like that is very, I don't know, I get I get like Dead Souls kind of vibes castlevania kind of That's vibes with the, the artwork and stuff like that so it's it's seems kind of cool i i mean i definitely would pick this up like on sale um but uh i don't know it's kind of interesting um then the next three things are kind of just like the end of the line so mother three is only coming out in japan so cool you guys get another nest game neat um monster hunter stories is getting remastered on modern platforms you kind of saw it coming i mean it's been teased enough that they were going to do it anyways and this is the year or i feel like we're in a a two-year paradox of remakes um and then they showed gundam breaker 4 which just looks like they should stop making these games why i don't know it doesn't look good stop until new hardware comes out i know this, this is my, my fundamental problem, and I, sw- I swore I wasn't going to say it, and you made me do it anyways. My fundamental problem with these kind of announcements is there's no new hardware. Now, with that being said, there's a Pokemon Direct this week, and there's already been some leaks. Have you seen any of these leaks? I have not, no. Are you still up on the Pokemon games? Uh, like, what do you mean? Am I still playing them? Yeah. What was the last Pokemon uh, game you played? 
Uh, the last Pokemon game that I played was the one where they were like ancient times. Oh, so Arceus. Arceus. So I thought about rumored. getting the I thought about getting the new like what was it? Scarlet and Violet. Scarlet. I thought about getting one, but then I can't justify. It. Like they never go on sale. So if you want, I will split on the double pack with you. <laughs> you. <laughs> You know that the double pack is just full price buying the two games. There's no discount. <laughs> uh, Seriously? <laughs> um okay, so the the rumors are they're getting they're doing a black and white remake again. Cool. Um Well, they didn't do a they did black. They did a sequel. They did black and white too. Yeah. So it looks yeah. like it's going to be some sort of kind of remake, like the Soul Silvers or okay. the Ruby Sapphires, all those. Um, but I saw box art, and I don't know if it's real or not. For Let's Go Merrill, which is interesting because I think they, if they're doing another Let's Go, they have to do two, so players have a choice. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I do like that it would be like, okay, that Merrill's a fun water Pokemon. Let's Go Psyduck would have been way cooler. Um, but there's already Pikachu and Eevee, so why not give us another like cute little I'm gonna follow you around Pokemon? The final one that has been rumored for like a year now, and I saw a potential box art is Pokemon Legends Celebi, which I think is uh, uh, Pokemon Legends Celebit Celebi. Oh. Also, I played. I've played through most of Scarlet. It's pretty fun, so like, it's good. Um, but th- that's where we're at. Next week, we'll talk about Pokemon and stuff. Uh, I just wanted to throw that out there. If uh, do you have anything you want to add to that, the Nintendo thing? So hold on. So there's rumors that Pokemon Legends Celebi is. Well, I mean, there's there's rumors but it would be like pokemon legends rcs2 essentially it's like tears of the kingdom right yeah so it'd be yeah. like RCS, yeah rcs2 but just a different pokemon oh you know what they need they need to create a pokemon game with updated graphics and not frame rate drops and potentially on new nintendo hardware how about pal world <laughs> yeah right it has frame rate drops and it's on new hardware so it's double the fun does it have frame rate drops i oh, mean yeah. i didn't really have too many problems Man, on if you go down the power world like um like wormhole on the internet oh my god people are turning pals into slaves they're well, like it's so crazy <laughs> like well yeah just like, look up like Pal World Factories on TikTok. Oh yeah, YouTube. yeah. It's, it's <laughs> hell. Nuts. It's in. It's literally in the trailer for the game that there's just like all of these pals just working at a construction t- line or whatever. But yeah, nope. That's uh, that was the Nintendo Direct. I mean, the the partner ones are always kind of like. Eh. I mean, w- really, when you think about it, the Nintendo Directs have always typically been like partner showcases but i think this time though they made it apparent that it's like all third-party stuff just to kind of get people's hopes and dreams in check because they know that the rumors are uh about this new hardware and all that stuff those are all going around and so 
I mean, I feel like it's in part, uh, you know, kind of like how Microsoft had their roundtable podcast announcement thing, right? To squash rumors and kind of check the community. So, um, actually, I did get an email um, the other day or just recently um, from Microsoft or from uh, Rare talking about how uh, Sea of Thieves is coming out on PlayStation 5. Yeah, we knew that one, though. That was always coming. But... no, they never actually said which ones, but we knew it was like. Uh, so they showed two in the Nintendo, and then there was also a pre-order email sent out for PlayStation and maybe Nintendo for Hi-Fi Rush. Yeah, which is all yeah, four of the games. It's, but I'm just saying, I received an email about um, Sea of Thieves on PlayStation Five, and it's funny because I hadn't even seen anything on Reddit um, on the PlayStation Five subreddit. Because typically that's like where stuff's posted super, super fast. But uh, yeah. That's it. That's well, all I got. And that's it for us. So if you like what <laughs> Nintendo did, let us know. If you hated what Nintendo did, let us know. And if you think Marvel's in, in La La Land, let us know. For myself. Wow, wow, is very nice. And David. That Hansel's so hot right now. We want to thank you all for listening, and we will catch you on the next episode of the Scene on Screen podcast.